Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of a microphone that has a massive 1.25 inch capsule. That microphone being the Loughton Audio FC387 Atlantis. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $1,600. Like always, I'll throw some links in the description down below. Also, in the sake of full disclosure, I do need to let you know that Loughton Audio sent me this microphone free of charge for the sake of making this review. And finally, for the majority of this review, I will be running it in the cardioid polar pattern on the neutral mode. I'm running directly into the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen, 24-bit 48 kilohertz. My gain is set at around two o'clock. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. First off, everything comes in this really nice wooden storage case. You'll of course get the microphone, this dust cover to protect the microphone's diaphragm from dust, a shock mount which does come with a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, and a little bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, I don't have any concerns about the durability of the microphone, but I do have a concern about the resonance in the microphone, which I will cover a little bit later. But as far as the body, it is going to be all metal. The metal mesh grill also has no give to it. The capsule behind that grill looks absolutely insane because it is edge terminated. So you just have this 1.25 inch massive looking gold plate there. It just looks crazy. But below the head basket, you will find two switches, the first one being either a negative 10 decibel pad or a plus 10 decibel boost, the second being your polar pattern selector switch to go between cardioid, omnidirectional, or figure eight polar patterns. On the rear of the microphone, you will also find a three-way switch to go between the three voicings, either neutral in the middle, forward if you push it up, and gentle if you pull it down. As we move around the microphone, there are no other buttons or switches. On the bottom of the mic, you will find the XLR port. And if it matters to you, this microphone is made in the USA with parts that are made in the USA and China. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has an omnidirectional, cardioid, and figure eight polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 36 dB, a self noise of less than 12 dBA, an impedance of 200 ohms, and a phantom power requirement of plus 48 volts. Now let's go ahead and walk through all of the polar patterns on this. We'll start on the cardioid mode and I am rotating around to 90 degrees so you can hear the off axis rejection and the coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's the rear of the mic. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle. There we go. And then rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Now we are on the omnidirectional mode and there really shouldn't be too much change as we move all the way around the microphone, 180 degrees, continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, and then rotating and ending at the front of the omnidirectional pattern. And finally, we are on the figure eight, moving around to 90 degrees, the first dead and null area, continuing around to 180 degrees. This is the rear lobe of sensitivity, continuing around the microphone to the second dead and null area, and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone on the figure eight pattern. 
Now, because this microphone has such a large diaphragm that is edge terminated, it's going to be bad with plosives. So I'm going to recommend using a pop filter no matter what, unless you have perfect impeccable mic technique. It's going to be bad with plosives. I will blow gently into the diaphragm to demonstrate this. You can hear that. Please bring pizza pronto. You can hear that. Just use a pop filter. Now I am right on top of the microphone to really exaggerate that proximity effect, and here is how it sounds on my voice in the neutral mode. About three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here is how it's sounding. About one foot away from the microphone on the cardioid mode. About two feet away from the microphone. And about four feet away from the microphone on the cardioid polar pattern on the neutral mode. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for the game and folk, I am now typing on the sad W and spacebar keys. Now here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated space on the cardioid polar pattern. And here is how the microphone sounds on the neutral mode in the cardioid polar pattern in a completely untreated space. And now, because it does come with its own shock mount, I do want to test how effective that is. I will start by tapping on my desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. And now because I'm incredibly thorough and annoying, I'm going to tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now let's do a very brief walkthrough of the three different voicings on the microphone so we can see how it alters the recording. Currently, I am on the neutral mode, and that's what I've been using for the majority of this review, and here is how that's sounding. Now, I am on the gentle voicing, and you should hear quite a big change in the upper frequencies. Really pulls a lot of those down, and I really enjoy this a lot more dark, a lot more vintage sounding. And finally, we are on the forward voicing, and as you can hear, it really brightens it up. It really captures all the articulation and the mouth noises, but I know some people will love this. I will include some audio samples from music as well. But there you go, those are the three voicings. Now, in order to see how the microphone performs running through a higher-end interface, I'm running the Atlantis through a microphone splitter. This is altering the impedance to 600 ohms, but I am then running that into the Focusrite 18i20 and into the Universal Audio X8. I have level matched them as close as I can. The Focusrite has my gain set at 2 o'clock. The Universal Audio has my gain set at 37 dB. Make sure to check the lower third because I will make sure to level match them in post, but I will have been switching back and forth between them this entire time so you can hear the difference in sound to see if you are getting a significantly better performance or quality of recording out of the Universal Audio.
Now I want to demonstrate how a higher end outboard preamp impacts the performance of the Loughton. So I am still running it through that microphone splitter and then I am running the microphone into the Universal Audio LA610 Mark II. I do not have the compressor or any EQ engaged. My gain is at plus five, so we're getting a bit of tube coloration level at six. And then I am also running it into the Warm Audio WA73 EQ. Again, the EQ is bypassed, so that's not affecting it. And my level is set at 45 decibels. I will have been switching back and forth between them this entire time so that you're able to get a good understanding of the different colors and textures that you can get from a FET 1073 style preamp and a Tube LA610 or UA610 preamp. That should be enough. Let's jump to the next test. Now, like we always do, we're going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone that we're reviewing and a bunch of other microphones on the market so we can see how it stacks up against the competition and really hear the differences in tone that we're able to get from different microphones. We'll start on the mic that we're reviewing. This is the Atlantis. I am six inches off. Cardioid polar pattern, neutral mode, gain at two o'clock, and here's how it's sounding. First up, we are on the Neewer NW700, a $25 condenserish microphone. Six inches off, my gain is at 11 o'clock because this is a hot mic. Let's jump to another one. Back again on the Atlantis, nothing has changed. Still six inches off, neutral mode, and here's how it sounds. Now I am on the Audio-Technica AT2020, still six inches away. My gain is at two o'clock, and this goes for about $100. And here is how $100 compares to $1,600. Let's jump back to the Atlantis. Again on the Atlantis, because you need a palate cleanser, here is how it's sounding. Let's jump to another one. Now we are on the Neat King B2, which goes for about $170. Six inches off, my gain is at 12 o'clock. And here is how this sounds. Let's jump back and do a lot more of these comparisons. I hope you find this section helpful, but we are still on the Atlantis. Here is your palate cleanser. Let's jump to another one. Now we are on the Lewitt LCT 440 Pure, which goes for about $270. Six inches off. My gain is at 12 o'clock still. And here is how this sounds compared to the Loughton Audio FC387 Atlantis. Let's jump back to it. If you couldn't have guessed, we are still on the Atlantis. Cardioid mode still neutral. Gain still at 2 o'clock. Let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on one of my all-time favorite microphones, the Rode NT1. This goes for about $270. Six inches off, my gain is still at 12 o'clock, and here is how this sounds compared to the Loughton. Let's go ahead and do a lot more of these versus comparison things. Hippity hoppity! I would love to know which one of these microphones is your favorite. Make sure to leave a comment down below. But this is the Atlantis. Let's jump to another microphone. Now I am on the Mojave MA201 FET, which is a cardioid-only condenser mic. This goes for $700. I am six inches off. My gain is at two o'clock. And here is how this compares to the Loughton Audio. Let's jump back and do four more. Four more, I think. Back on the Atlantis, and all I want to do is have some fun. Wait, no, that's Atlantis. My bad. Now we are jumping up in price quite a bit to the Neumann TLM-103. Hello, Neumann. I need to do that every single time I use a Neumann. Hello, Neumann. 
I am six inches off. My gain is at one o'clock. This goes for $1,100 if I didn't say that. And that's all that I've got for this. Let's jump to another mic. Did you get it? Atlantis Morset. She didn't even make that song though, so it makes no sense. Let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on the blue mouse, which goes for $1,250. Still six inches off. My gain is still at one o'clock. And here is how Blue's offering in the upper end of things sounds like compared to Loughton. Let's jump back to the Loughton and do a couple more of these things, because why not? If you're following the story, I think the person who made the song All I Want to Do Is Have Some Fun was Cheryl Crow. I think that's who it was. But this is the Atlantis. Let's jump to the next microphone. Now we are jumping to a microphone that has two different capsules, so it is a two-way microphone. This is the Sony C100. I am on the cardioid polar pattern. I am six inches off. Gain at two o'clock, and here is how this sounds. This goes for $1,400. Let's jump back to the Loughton, and we have two more to go, I think. Very cool. I don't know how many of these we have done, but this is still the Atlantis, still cardioid polar pattern, still neutral mode, still gain it two. Let's jump to another microphone. Now we're jumping up in price again. We are on the Neumann TLM 49. Hello, Neumann TLM 49. This goes for $1,700. Are you annoyed by me yet? You should be. $1,700, six inches off. My gain is at two o'clock. And here is how a more vintage, mid-forward, very smooth-sounding microphone compares to the Loughton. Let's jump back, and we have one more microphone to do. If you're not sick of me yet, you will be in a minute. (laughs) And I think this is the final microphone, so this is the Atlantis. Let's jump to the mic that you all know what it's going to be. And finally, we are on the Neumann U87AI, which is a multi-pattern condenser microphone, $3,600, Cardioid mode, no pads, no filters engaged. Hello, Neumann. You thought I forgot. Nope, you're annoyed by me now. It's official. But this is how (laughs) the Neumann compares to the Loughton. Which one do you like best? Those are all the comparisons we're doing. Let me know in the comments down below. And now let's jump to the music test, which will be very long, because we are going to test every single voicing on on every single application. Let's do it.
If I could, you know I would Past every microphone that's known to exist Then we'd know which one is best Then we'd know which one is better than the rest I guess we need just one more line So we can test all of the modes that are on this mic I know, lots of guitar and electric guitar and singing But there's a lot of different voicings And I think it's useful to hear the microphone in practice And its application So (laughs) don't sue me, but you can skip around if you don't want it Okay, let's jump to the conclusion So not only is this a very big Chungus microphone, how do you do fellow kids, but also it is incredibly versatile. And first up, as far as pros, I have to start with what I just mentioned being the versatility of this thing. And the versatility that I'm referencing comes from the voicing switch. That voicing switch gives you three drastically different sounding microphones, ranging from hyper detailed and articulate and modern sounding to very dark and vintage and warm sounding. I think that is incredibly useful and makes this a very appealing mic. Secondly, the self-noise isn't the lowest that I've ever seen at around 12 dBA or less, but it is very respectable and you will never have any real issues with that. And lastly, the shock mount on this thing is incredibly effective. If I bump my desk, it rejects all of the rumble of that. And if I tap on the boom arm, rejects all of that as well. Really a great and effective shock mount, which is necessary when you have resonance like this. And now let's talk about the cons of this, and as I just mentioned, the resonance on this thing. That is the biggest drawback for this microphone. That's just really rough. That is brutal. If you are going to be using this microphone in a situation where you might touch it, I think you need to look elsewhere because that is really brutal. Another potential con for you could be the size and weight of this thing because it is a very large microphone and it is also quite heavy. So if you're using a low quality microphone stand, it may not be able to handle this microphone. I had to tighten my boom arm down quite tight. So just keep that in mind as well. And one final thing is more of a suggestion and less of a con. I found reading and determining the settings quite difficult because the settings are just etched into the body and they are the same color as the body. It's kind of difficult to read because of that lack of contrast. So maybe if they could fill those etchings with paint, it would make it a little bit more user-friendly. And now what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I found myself gravitating towards the gentle and the neutral setting. I did find that between 100 and 200 hertz, it got a bit overpowering, so throwing a cut on between those frequencies can help clean up a lot of the low end. But as far as the overall setting, I really enjoyed the neutral setting on the rhythm guitar because it maintains a little bit of that aggressiveness and bite in the top end, but it doesn't get too sharp or too piercing. And then for the lead guitar, I really liked that gentle setting because it tamed a lot of those higher frequencies that can frequently get piercing. As far as the forward setting, I don't think that works for high gain settings because it was just too much. 
in my opinion. Then on the acoustic guitar, I thought this offered quite a broad range of sounds. With the forward setting, you got that hyper-articulate, extremely exciting sound. On the gentle setting, you got this really low-mid-focused, warm, and vintage sound, which was great. Probably wouldn't work in a full mix, but on a solo acoustic with vocals, that may be awesome. And then the neutral just gave you a nice mix of the two. It gives you that robust low midsection from the gentle setting, as well as a bit of articulation from the forward setting, but it is not going to be as articulate or as aggressive in that upper frequency boost. So I think on the acoustic, this gives you a lot of options which are all very workable as I punch the mic. Next up for singing, I think that is my favorite application for this microphone. The thing that stood out to me the most is on the neutral and the gentle setting. It tames the top end so nicely, and on harsher voices like mine, I think it's doing a massive favor for you. I know I sound like a broken record, but on those two settings, you're still getting that very powerful and round low midsection. And then on the neutral setting, you're getting that articulate top end. And then you get to that forward setting and you get all of the upper frequency information there. I would classify it as more of a modern sound. It gives you a lot of that airiness, a lot of that liveliness, a lot of that excitement. So if you're looking for that hyper detailed, hyper articulate sound, that's probably going to be the one that you go for. For my voice, not my favorite because I want to tame a lot of the harshness. And lastly, for spoken word, I'll start by saying that I was not keen on the forward setting for this application. I thought it was too bright, too articulate, and quite distracting. I lean towards the neutral and gentle setting here. I liked how both of those settings seemed to smooth out the upper frequencies while giving you this powerful low midsection. If you have a really deep voice, it may be a bit much, and you will likely have to do a bit of EQ to clean that up. But for someone like me who does have a higher-pitched, harsher, thinner voice, I think that low-mid body is really nice, and the smoothing of the upper frequencies does me quite a bit of favors. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Loughton Audio FC387 Atlantis? Both yes and no. Let's start with the yes. If you're looking for a microphone that has a very robust low midsection and you need the versatility of three different top ends for your microphone, ranging from hyper detailed and articulate and modern sounding to tame and dark and vintage sounding, I think this thing is a very interesting option. It is incredibly versatile and I think sounds awesome. So if you fit that criteria, I definitely think it should be in the running and it is worth giving a try. But then as far as who I would not recommend this microphone for, if you're looking for this mic for any situation where you may have a risk of touching or tapping the microphone, I think you need to look elsewhere because that resonance is incredibly distracting and if you tap or touch the microphone, that's going to make it into your recording. Also, if you are looking at this mic to be used in really small spaces like an isolation cab, it can be kind of difficult to get a proper mic placement because of the size, so keep that in mind. 
And if you are looking at this mic to be used in a completely untreated space and you do not want the room making it into the microphone, I think you need to look elsewhere because this microphone does pick up a lot of the ambience going on around it. All right, I think that's going to wrap up for today, but I would love to hear from you in the comments down below, which of the voicings on the Atlantis was your favorite? If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, I'm not left-handed, I can't punch people with my left hand, give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. Why am I describing all this in the outro? If you do want more videos, you can subscribe by clicking that logo down beneath me, and if you feel like it, hit that bell icon and get notified of all my videos. And that's all that I've got for you today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on a later date. Bye-bye.